welcome. Thank you for choosing to listen to another faith-building message by Pastor David Entry. Faith comes by hearing and by hearing the Word of God. May your knowledge of Jesus Christ increase as you listen. Be blessed. Hebrews chapter 3, reading from verse... All right, let me just take it from verse 1. Therefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, consider the apostle and high priest of our confession, Christ Jesus, who was faithful to him, who appointed him as appointed him as Moses also was faithful in all his house. For this one has been counted worthy of more glory than Moses, inasmuch as he who builds the house has more honor than the house. For every house is built by someone, but he who builds all things is God. And Moses indeed was faithful in all the all his house as a servant, for a testimony of things of those things which would be spoken afterwards but Christ as a son over his own house whose house we are if we hold fast fast the confidence and the rejoicing of our hope firm to the end therefore as the Holy Spirit says today if you if you hear his voice do not harden your heart as in the day of rebellion as 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 in the rebellion in the day of trial in the wilderness, where your fathers tested, tried me, and saw my works 40 years. Therefore, I was angry with them, with that generation, and said, they will not, they will, they, sorry, they always go astray in their heart, and they have not known my ways. So I swore in my, my wrath, they shall not enter my rest. Therefore, brethren, let us, let, lest there be any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. But, let, let me pray, sorry. Beware, therefore, beware, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the Lord. But exalt one another daily while it's called today. Lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. For we have become partakers of Christ if we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast to the end. While it is said today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion. For who having heard rebelled? Indeed, was it not all who came out of Egypt led by Moses? Now, with whom was he angry for 40 years? Was it not with those who sinned, whose, who, who, whose corpses fell in the wilderness? And to whom did he swear that they would not enter his rest, but to those who did not obey? So we see that they, they could not enter in because of unbelief. Therefore, since a promise remains, of entering his rest, let us fear, or let, let us fear, lest any of you seem to have fallen short. This is interesting, isn't it? It's an exposition of Psalm 95. Now, remember he was talking about Jesus and then he compares Jesus to Moses. Then, after comparing Jesus to Moses, he says that whose house, Jesus Christ, Whose house? He's the builder of all things. He builds his house. And he said, whose house we are. 
Hebrews chapter 3, verse 6. Whose house we are, if, and it puts a conditional clause there. Whose house we are, if we hold fast the confidence and the rejoicing of our hope firm to them. That's the condition. That's explaining that condition. It's not depicting that you can be saved and later on no longer be the house of God. All right, if you don't hold firm, but it's much more if you are saved, actually saved, you will hold fast. It's communicating a fact about an objective truth that has occurred. So he's trying to say, if this has actually occurred, then this is the um, invariable results or consequence. If you are saved, you hold fast to the end. But if you are not saved, you won't hold fast to the end. So those who don't hold fast to the end are actually not saved. As I, as I took my time to explain it, but I saw some interesting things in this part of the scriptures. First of all, when he got, he says that, remember that he said in verse 7, as the Holy Spirit says. He didn't say, as he says, he's making clear, making the claims that what was written in Psalm was actually the Holy Spirit speaking. Right? It says, this is the Holy Spirit speaking. And what do you say? What has the Holy Spirit got to say? Out of this text, out of this um, Psalm, he quoted from Psalm 95 from verse 7 downwards. Out of that quotation, I like what he did. It's very interesting. That is not too common, but he did it. He, he picks a whole psalm and begins to do what I'm trying to do at the moment. Exposition. To explain the psalm in light with what he was talking about. Remember, he was talking about Jesus and Moses. But suddenly, he begins to focus on the people Moses brought out. Comparing him to us. So comparing them to us how we should watch the way we behave. And I began to talk about a few things that happened to them. Now, first of all, verse 7 again, he said, therefore, as the Holy Spirit says, today, everybody say today. today. Say it again. Today. Now, that word today is repeated in the verse, verse 13. So verse 12, look at verse 12, and then we pick it in, in the verse 13. Verse 12 said, beware, brethren, lest. He's warning you, watch it. A warning, watch it. Watch it, lest. Beware, brethren, lest there be in any of you, any one of us at all can be a victim of that. No one is exempt. Any, there be in any of you. So then, for you not to be a victim of this, uh, the, that any of you, for you not to fall in that category of the any, is telling us what you have to do. Because that means that it's possible some of you will end up being like that. So I said, be careful. So you, you see, you don't become a victim by accident when you're a Christian. You are, your, you are the reason, you are your own, you are the reason for your own victimization. Mm. You can't say, mm. I was not helped. It's taking, not taking responsibility, personal responsibilities in our work with God that makes us victims of satanic plans or victims of lack or victims of negative consequences because he's called us into good. You are going to find out that he actually called us into, into rest. So if you, are, if you see perpetuation of struggle and you are not in the rest, we have to define what the rest is anyway. If you are not in the rest, then you, you, you are to blame because Hebrews is always talking about, therefore Hebrews, we have come into him, so be careful you don't. And he, we, we are faced with the, the Old Testament saints, their lifestyle, what they went through. That's why, remember, Hebrews chapter 11, after talking about 
Their faith is the substance of things so forth, the evidence of things not seen. They said, by faith, the elders, elders. That summarizes everything from verse, Hebrews chapter 11, from verse 3 to verse 30, 38 or 39. Everything, that statement, by faith, the elders obtain a good report. Then he said, okay, let me, let me throw a bit more light on it for you. By faith, um, we understand that the worlds were framed by the world. Then by faith, Abel. By faith. Then he started talking about, by faith, um, is it Abel verse 4? Abel. By faith, uh, Enoch walked with God and was no more. And we know that without faith, it's not possible to please God. But the reason why he was no more was because before God took him, he pleased God. So it took faith, it took, it takes faith, and it took faith for him to please God. God it looks like he pleased God, he didn't do anything, and God took him. No, he was taken away by faith. How? Because he pleased God. But we know that without faith, you can't please God. So actually, the Bible saying that he pleased God means that the guy was operating by faith. Yeah. That's what he's trying to say. Verse 5 and 6, put it together, all right? And then he goes on, by faith, Noah, verse 7, by faith, then Abraham, by faith, Sarah herself, verse 11, even Sarah. By faith, Abraham, Isaac, when Abraham was asked to offer Isaac, by faith, Jacob, Abraham, they all. And then he kept talking by faith. He went to, um, uh, sorry, Joseph, he picked on Jacob, um, um, the, that progression. So Jacob, Joseph, Moses, right, these key guys. Then after talking about Moses, they said, that will not permit me to. So I said, to talk about David, Jephthah, Samson, <laughs> I like the way he puts it that verse 30 something should be following me by now. He said, verse 32 or so, he says that time will not, what shall we say? <laughs> what, sh- what more shall I say? For time will not, time will not permit me. In other words, Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, also David, Samuel, the prophets. And he said, all these guys, by faith, who through faith subdued kingdoms, did this, did that, did that. So, in fact, the Old, the Old Testament is condensed with the, the, the story of faith. The story of faith. When you look at the Old Testament, you, all you see, if you can open your eyes, you see people who were, who were achieving strange things. Okay, they were, they were accomplishing strange things, achieving, doing, they did amazing things by faith. You, talk, you want to talk about Sarah? It took, it took faith. Samson, you check faith. But Samson didn't have faith. Bible said it's faith. Yeah. It was a faith. But Samson just Delilah in her was power. He had power. No, it's not just that. Had, that guy was oppressing by faith. That's why he died with his enemies. By faith. By faith. And so he says that this, they're all, therefore Hebrews. Hebrews is always telling us that watch this. Da, 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 da. We, we just, you don't just have to go keep looking. Don't just focus on the past, but don't forget about the past. So if you know how the, you should operate, look at the, the, their system, how they were always favored. And remember, you are better than them. That's all it is about. You are better, not because you, you are a better human being, but because of the Christ. Mm. In the book of in the book of Matthew chapter eleven verse eleven, this is not part of my teaching, but Matthew chapter eleven verse eleven, there is such a powerful statement there. Powerful statement there. It says that the, all the people who were born by human beings, every woman, unless a woman didn't give birth to you, but it says that surely I say amongst the amongst those born of women, there was there, there has not arisen one greater than John the Baptist. Now, when you look at the Old Testament, you are talking about great guys. So, but now, this is what they have not said. He said, all these guys, John was greater than them. 
So what Peter, Jephthah, the Barak, Samson, or John the Baptist, what Moses, Moses, Abraham, you know. Ah, what do you say, Abraham? John the Baptist is greater than I didn't say Jesus said Jesus. Why did Jesus say that? Because listen, watch it, watch it. He said that. Oh, they put it back on right, verse, verse 11, 11, 11. says that, surely I say unto you, amongst those, among those born of women, there has not risen one greater than John the Baptist, but he who is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than, than he. In other words, listen, ta, ta, ta. He didn't say the biggest in the kingdom. The least, if you enter the kingdom, the least one of you. You may be homeless in the kingdom. The least of those of us in the kingdom. That means that you are being in the kingdom, being a Hebrew, puts you on a very high pedestal. Why? Why? Why this? Why? Why did Jesus have to say that? Because everybody, they, they are validity, they are value to God. And in history, this is good. The value of all these guys in history, watch this. Their greatness had to do with their connection to Christ. All these guys. That's why he's talking about we are in Christ. We are is our captain. Yeah. All this Moses, Abraham. Abraham said, I was reading my Bible. When was it? Yesterday? yesterday. Um, where did I read? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember. Um, Matthew. Matthew chapter 7. Not two days or three days ago. Where the disciples came to Jesus. Then they asked Jesus Christ. After the parable. And they asked, what's the meaning of this parable? Jesus told them that, blessed are, uh, are you for what the things you hear. Because many of the prophets, they desire to hear what you are hearing and to see what you are seeing. Jesus told them, Matthew 13. It's not part of my text, but I think, yeah, Matthew 13. When he spoke about the parable of the sower. And after the parable of the sower, they came and asked him, yeah, he said, watch this, verse 17 says that, for assuredly I say to you that many prophets and righteous men Listen to this. A lot of righteous men. What are you talking about? Righteous, good guys. Right. By faith. Those guys who live by faith and accomplish. What have you accomplished? What have you accomplished? I don't care your education. Don't tell me you are highly educated and you have done. In this generation, even people like Einstein, they are not as great as Daniel. Who can lie within the lions and they can't chew him. They can't eat him. They say, oh, hello, man. Welcome. Shadrach, Meshach, they can stand in fire. The people who put them in fire got burnt and died. But they were walking cool in the fire. Hey, what technology can do that? When you are talking about greatness, stop talking about physical attainments. You are talking about how much de deposits. God has used you so much that history can't forget about you. In this time of separation and revival, desire that God will do something distinct with your life. That is what actually makes you, makes you important in history. Yeah. Listen, history is not history until it's, God's, it's within God's planning. That's it. Wow. So it doesn't matter what other people have achieved and all those things. It doesn't matter. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall abide. All these things. But when we get to heaven, after everybody's died, we will meet all of them. We all meet. That's when we realize who has really been wise. <laughs> when we all meet, including those who go to hell, some of them will meet them. We'll just see them burning and suffering. But those of we will meet, we will see who is who. At the moment, when heaven looks down, 
There are people heaven is giving thumbs up, which men will not celebrate. Men will not celebrate, but it doesn't matter. God, Bible said God does not see like men see. God doesn't look at the way, he doesn't judge people like the way men judge people. There are people who have been given award by men, later on the award was revoked. Well, God can say, well, I made a mistake, I didn't know you well. No. He knows you. Are you getting what I'm saying? Uh, Hebrews, uh, I'm not finished on, that's 11-11, um, um, Matthew 11-11. So it says that among the sons of men, all people born by women, the greatest is, is, is John the Baptist. Yet, even though he was the greatest in that season, why? These, all these great people, they were all pointing to Christ. So that's what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 13, verse 17, that Blessed are you. Righteous men desire to see what you see. Uh, many, many prophets and righteous men desire to see what you see and did not see it. And to hear what you hear and did not hear it. What? Think about it. He was with his disciples and he told them, your position is exclusive. Many, many good people, they decide to just not to achieve what you achieve, to hear what you are hearing. To see what you are seeing. Now watch this. So when we say that greater in the great John the Baptist, why was John the Baptist greater than Abraham? Because Abraham and all those guys, they were pointing to the coming of Jesus. Their greatness had to do with connection to Jesus. Don't forget that. Their greatness had everything to do with their connection to Jesus. But they were saying, Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming. What's the difference between John the Baptist and them. John the Baptist said, he's here, he's here, he's here, he's here. They were saying he's coming. Now he said he's here. Who is greater? <laughs> he's greater. So how about us? We are not saying he's here. He's in me, he's in me, he's in me. Hallelujah. Shout hallelujah. So is that the least of you is greater than John the Baptist. Ah, come for the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. <laughs> ah, I love Jesus. Say he's in me. He's in me. Say he's in me. He's in me. That's what makes us, we are different. We are unique. We are a, a royal priesthood. And so all these great men of faith who lived in the Old Testament, they lived and Hebrews chapter 11, verse 2 said, by faith they obtain a good report. But verse 39 says something which is very disturbing. Not disturbing, quite intriguing. Verse 39 of Hebrews chapter 11, and it says, all these who are mentioned have obtained a good testimony through faith and did not receive the promise. That's quite all. What was the promise then? When John went to heaven, John the Revelator, when you check, he didn't say, I will see. He said, I saw. But the point I'm making is, look at verse 40 of Hebrews. He says that, that's the serious statement. Let's already alarm from the screen. Let's go. Remember, what is the overarching word or key word in Hebrew? What's the key word in Hebrew? What's the key word in Hebrew? Hebrews, the key word is better. 
And he said, all these guys, you're talking about, wow, Abraham, wow, Isaac, wow, Samson, wow, Gideon, wow, David, wow, Daniel, wow, uh, Rahab. These guys are, are, they are the heroes. He said, guess what? You are praising them, but listen, you are in a better position than them. Really? He said, they they have obtained good report, but God has provided something better for so hallelujah. hallelujah! The least in the, the best, better states is, is greater than the greatest of them. Wow. It's greater. He says that God has provided, having provided something better for us. That was the better. That they can what they have done doesn't matter without us. Because that means that all they were doing is actually they were pointing to who the, the, the validity of what they did was that. So now he comes and said. Therefore, Hebrews, beware, be careful. Lest you also be a victim, even though you have a better position than them. Be a victim like some of them, the way they fell. So it doesn't say God doesn't want you to fall. He doesn't say that God will do everything so you don't fall. He said God has provided everything for you. Now your job is to beware and be careful. So take heed. So Hebrews is full of warnings. After saying everything, he said, therefore, and I'll show you in this text how in the, when he started doing the exposition on, um, on Psalm 95, he, he brought out major ways. Okay, so now go back to verse 12 of Hebrews chapter 3. Verse 12 of Hebrews chapter 3, he said, Beware, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. Bad. Hmm. Bad. Exalt one another daily whilst it is called today. Watch this, watch this, watch this. Whilst it is called today. I can't hear you. Whilst it is called today. Louder. Whilst it's called today. Now, if he's just making a statement, whilst it's called today, he should have, why have you separated it today? Did you realize that it's in quotation marks? What's the meaning of quotation marks? When you put something in quotation marks, sorry? Direct speech is a quotation. That's why it's a quotation marks. It's a quotation. So um, Pastor Philip said, oh God, I thank you. Right, that statement. When I say Pastor Spirit, Philip said, oh God, I, th- I thank you. Now, well, if you have read a little bit of literature, or English literature, or grammar, oh God, I thank you. Pastor Philip said, oh God. Now, that's a direct speech. I'm quoting what he said. Indirect speech is Pastor Philip was saying to God that he thanks him all. Just something like they know. So um, it's a reported speech. A reported speech is I'm saying it, but I'm not quoting directly. That's a reported speech. Uh, you remember? So no, so I can't say you remember. Some of you remember? <laughs> so he it's a direct speech, not a reported speech. He quotes from the first. Now watch today. So he said, oh, this is interesting. The way he sandwich, he put the, that quotation in, he quoted. So he says that um exhort everyone. What is called today? Who is calling it today? Watch this. If you don't think about it, you think that it's called today. No, no, it's not just it's called today. It's referring to the Holy Ghost is saying today. Yeah. It's actually our today. So he said, whilst, whilst it's called, who is calling it? The Holy Spirit is, that today he was speaking about is now. It's today. But he quoted Psalm 95, Psalm 95 verse 7. Put it on the screen, let's see. Psalm 95 verse 7 and verse 8. That is where the quotation came from. For, um, for he's our God and we are the people of his pasture 
and the sheep of his hand. Today, if you see that is not quotation, but that's what he's saying anyway. Today, if you hear his voice, don't harden, don't harden your heart. And now he's quoting from that place. It says that exhort everyone on uh, each uh, exhort Hebrews uh, chapter 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 three verse thirteen. He said exhort exhort one another daily, while it's called while it's called they went while it's called today. So it connects us to what he's saying. It's kind of an interesting thing. So that means that you can't just take this today out of context. The contextual today is actually that one, but it's referring to, it applies to us so much. Now, today connotes urgency. So he, he posts out Psalm 95 to do an exposition on Psalm 95, connecting it to us, and he focuses on the urgency of, some, of, of our situation. How you do... You don't have time to waste. It's urgent. Don't postpone it. Tomorrow is too late. Today, someone shout today. Today. I remember. If there's something you're supposed to do, don't say tomorrow I'll do it. If God is speaking to you, act now. Mm. That's why I said, let's beware. Mm. Other than that, you will fall like they fell. How? Because if you don't act with urgency, it's urgent. Today. Tell someone today. Today. Oh, shout today. Today. That today we most, most of us come closely to most of the time when it comes to the things of God and church. That today we come closely to. It's today, today. Jesus God, you see? You are thinking of wonders. And he's not talking about, because these wonders have already been loaded into our accounts. <laughs> yeah, listen, it's already, I told you, it's not a promise. It has already been given. Hebrews, Ephesians chapter, chapter, chapter 1 verse 3 says that blessed be God who has blessed us with all spirit. He has. He has. It's already done. Stop shouting. Jesus is going to do wonders and we'll take responsibility and the wonders are going to, going to manifest. Take responsibility. Take responsibility and stop shouting. Oh, one day, one day. No, one day. It's today. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So he says that. Therefore, let's exalt one another whilst God today. Why? Lest any of you be honest with you. So that you know, uh, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. Let's, last week, remember I mentioned sin is deceitful? He said, sin deceived me and I died. Romans chapter 7, verse 11. I was alive. But when the law came, sin took advantage of the law and deceived me. Sin is deceitful. The deceitfulness of sin. Hallelujah. Amen. So he said, lest any of you fall, or lest any of you be hardened. Spoke about hardness already through the deceitfulness of sin. Verse 14. For we have become partakers. This is interesting. This verse 14 is similar to verse 6. It's a conditional state. There's a conditional statement there. For we have become partakers. It's interesting. <laughs> For we have become partakers. <laughs> I wanted to sink in for somebody to think. I know. I, I, I can't just see anything. It would have been easier to say, For we will become. We have already. So what shows that we are in it? If. That's very interesting. Uh-uh. If you've passed the test, you, uh, the interview, you'll get the job. So if test seems to, when you look at grammatical compositions, if usually seems to point that it's a condition. So this happens if. 
And now this is a condition that has been fulfilled. So he talks about the fulfillment. Then he said that if the condition, not if, if, not if we have held, think about what I'm saying. We have become partakers if we hold. So if we hold, if we hold the beginning of, if we, if we hold the beginning of our confidence that fast to the end, that means we have become partakers already. So now, first of all, what happens is that, you see, in Christianity, it is not do so that you become. It is become, and then you can do. The least in the kingdom. So you can be in the kingdom, and very least. How you practice the kingdom determines your greatness in the kingdom. If he said the least in the kingdom is greater than, that means that in the kingdom, there are rankings, there are levels. So who determines your level in the kingdom is you. That's what Hebrew is about. The way you beware, the way therefore you take care, take heed of all the therefores, and you, that is how you become great in the kingdom. But your entry point makes you even better than anybody in the Old Testament. Your starting point is far ahead of anybody in the Old Testament. It says in Hebrews, First Peter chapter 1, verse 3, Thanks be to God, or blessed be God, who has begotten us again. We have been born again. Who has begotten us again unto a, life, a living hope. Ooh, we have been born again. Those, of, those people who don't like the term born again, it's just the level of either they are not born again, or they are just ignorant. There's nothing wrong. Jesus is the one who said it first. So you have to be born again. It's not church thing. It's a kingdom thing. Except a man of God, a man is born again, he cannot see the kingdom. John 3.3. 3. It's kingdom. He cannot see the kingdom. And he says that the least of you in this kingdom is greater than any other person. Because you are born again. Hallelujah. Amen. Actually, I prepared for chapter 4, verse 1 and verse 2. Because chapter 4 starts with the, the, the one, then the, the, the therefores begin. A warning, stark warning in relation to exposition in Psalm 95. So, let's go back to the verse 13 and I'll pick it from there. Verse 13 says that, of Hebrews chapter 3, Exhort to was called today, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. For we have become partakers, <laughs> that's so interesting, we have become partakers of Christ if we hold the beginning of our confession steadfast to the face. Whilst he said, then he quotes again, three times in this chapter, quoting Psalm 90, Psalm 95. And in chapter 4, he quotes again Psalm 95. Because it's trying to break. Now, watch this. So the first quotation of Psalm 95, the emphasis was on the agency, the today, the, the today bit. The today bit. But he quotes it again and places the emphasis on something else. Am I communicating? He quotes it again and place the emphasis on something. Let's find out where he placed the emphasis on. Now, all the exposition he made on Psalm 95, okay? I hope you understand what I mean by the exposition. The exposition, he took what was written and tried to explain it. This, this is what he's trying to do as he compares to you. That's what is exposed, exposition, okay? All the exposition he made, he, he just focused on four major things. Number one, what did he focus on? I just talked about it. Psalm 95, what was he focusing on? Today, what does he connote? Agency. Okay. And then he focused, then, then he goes, the next one is goes on obedience. Then he picks on obedience and then connects faith, faith to obedience because faith and obedience go together. And then he speaks on perseverance. Perseverance is important in Christianity. Perseverance, it's called perseverance of sin. Perseverance, keep going, keep going. You, should have, you have a reason for giving up, but you just 
can't give up. Because the reason for the goal, for the end, outweighs your, your, your temporal struggles. Giving up is not part of your calling. Amen. I'm going to say something. Not when. If you give up, you are actually not part of it. You were not part of it from the beginning. So if you are part of it, you, so you hold fast to the end. You, you keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Sometimes, how many of you have felt that before? Sometimes you feel like giving up. There are people who say, no, no, I won't go to church. By the time it's church time, there are people who are here. I'm sure that someone is listening to me. You actually curse God. I hope this whole thing, enough of it. But two weeks later, you are back on track. <laughs> Shout hallelujah. Because you can't give up. You don't have what it takes to give up. As soon as you got born again, you lose, you lose your giving up ability. <laughs> Shout hallelujah. You can't give up. Why can't you give up? Because you have been called. He said, if we hold, we are, you are, is whose house we are. You are one of the house. I'm not communicating. You can't give up. Tell someone you, you can't give up. So perseverance. Sorry, I almost, I almost got distracted. Oh, no. I almost got distracted again. Are you, are you learning something at all? I almost got distracted. Watch it. So four things. Four things. There's position. Four things he picks up from Psalm 95. Number one is agency. Okay. Then number one is what? Today. Agency. Number two is what? Obedience. Obedience. Number three is what? Perseverance. Now, the faith is connected to obedience. They go and by the focus is obedience, and then they mention, made mention of faith because it's kind of yeah. But then number, number, number three is what perseverance, and then number four is rest. Hmm. So when you read some some ninety five, oh man, I, I can't believe I, I couldn't go to the rest. Some ninety five. When you read some ninety five, verse um, I think it's verse eleven. Verse eleven. Verse eleven. I, I, so, so, uh, don't, don't be like them. Listen, God swore. God said, I swear, uh, I swear, uh, in my wrath. I swear, uh, I swear. What did he say? That they shall not enter my rest. And that's what he's trying to tell us Hebrews. There are people, when Abraham and those guys were at, uh, Moses brought them out and they were doing great things. Tell you what, none of them went to the promised land. Go so, so, tell guy, she will not enter my rest. And he's warning us that we should be careful, lest we do. You see, he's there. So, so first one we have dealt in Psalm 95, the exposition in Hebrews is agency. All right, so let me just run this thing up quickly. (laughs) Hallelujah. Now, look at this. Look at this. From verse 16, am I right? From verse, yeah, verse from verse 16. Can I? Um, let me attempt to do verse 16 to 19 in a short time period. <laughs> so we don't go that way. Is that okay? Verse 16? No, no. Actually, I, last, last, I thought, as for um, from verse 6 to 19, it's just with a sweep. I'll be there. I can go to the rest. I didn't know that um, God wanted that. <laughs> One sweep. Now, what, what, verse 16 says that for who, all right, yeah, for, for who, having heard rebelled, who was he talking about? Is it not the same people? Yes. Who having heard rebel? Indeed, was it not all who came out of Egypt? Led by Moses? It is the same people that rebelled. So don't think that you two, now you have come out of darkness, you won't do anything foolish. So, number one, rebellion. See the rebellion? Rebel. So, he, now, first of all, his focus was today. 
Now he focuses on rebel. So, so he says that for who having, look at the verse, he quoted the, the quotation again today. If you have uh, verse 14, look at verse 14 before. No, no, verse 15, that's another one. Today, so while he said, today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your heart as in the rebellion. Do you see that? Then he said, for who having heard, he said, for who having heard rebelled. So focus on the rebellion now. The other one focus on today. Nice focus on the rebellion. For who having heard rebelled. Indeed, was it not all who came out of Egypt led by Moses? They rebelled. What again did they do? Look at the next one. Go to the next verse. Now, with whom was he angry 40 years? Was it not, was it not with those who sinned? So now, he's beginning to give the nuances of the rebellion. The same people, they rebelled. The same people were those who sinned. Rebellion, sin, take notice of the words he described, their actions. So now he didn't say they, they, they rebelled. He said they sinned. This, the same people, that's what they did. It's all the same thing. All nuances of the rebellion. So the, was it not those who sinned, whose corpses fell in the wilderness? And, uh, the other things I could point to you. Number one, he says that the consequences of their behavior. Go to verse 16. Let me show you. Let me do the two together. For having had rebel, uh, who, who having had rebel, indeed, the, the, uh, not all those who came out of Egypt, led by Moses. Okay, go to the next one. Uh, so, who was it that was uh, angry 40 years? They encountered or they incurred, incurred not encountered, sorry, incurred the wrath of God. Who, because, was it not those who sinned? And what was the consequence of their sin? Their, their corpses fell in the wilderness. The wilderness was not meant to kill them, it was meant to polish them. But the condition of their heart is the heart. So that's why he said, if you hear a voice today, don't harden your heart. That, that's where the problem starts from. Don't say today, I'll harden it tomorrow, I'll be fine. So don't harden it, because the thing is in the heart. Today, don't have been as in the day of rebellion. That day to theirs was today. They had, see, the hardness of heart is not tomorrow. That's why he started by talking about exhort each other. Verse 13, why is called today? Lest any of you be hardened. The warning is the hardness. Any of you, lest any of you be hardened, you are not going to church hearing, relating to Christian brothers, to hear God's word to encourage you, you end up becoming hardened. Like a pizza, pizza that has, uh, not overnight, and then you warm it in the microwave, overwarm it. And I didn't know, I think that I was very hungry, that the only piece left. I wanted to do justice to that thing. I meant it. I went two, two pieces, warmed it so that it can be very well and hot. And I, when I took it out, I was just doing something, getting uh, uh, some hot chocolate ready to come in. By the time I, I wasted a little bit, I came there. What is this? In the name of Jesus, I find you. Hey, hey, come alive, come alive, don't die, don't die. Put it back in the market, or maybe it will make you soft. No, it's too late. It's too late. It's too late. Don't harden your heart. If you don't listen to God's word, when people stop coming to church, it affects them. Stay home one week, two weeks, and you realize that your, the condition of your heart is never the same. It's never the same. Now you begin to believe the lies of the devil faster. Faster. Watch them, they begin to complain. Churches, man has been preaching too long. What is he talking about? And therefore, Hebrews. What every time Hebrews? Every time Hebrews? Every time Hebrews? What is it? I'm tired of all these things. Yes, your heart is getting hardened. 
we can preach Hebrews for five years, and if your heart is not hardened, every time, man, oh, thank you, Jesus. This is food to my soul. Thank you, Jesus. So it's not the topic, it's the heartache. Yes. <laughs> it's your heart. It's your heart. It's your heart. Seven principles of quick breakthroughs. Still, it doesn't make any difference. I can give the topic, this topic, and teach on Hebrews. So don't be deceived by topics. Topics is defined by your heart. <laughs> so why don't you give topics? So that people's mind can follow something, at least. When you are trying to remember, that's what he was talking about. But actually, the topics, all of us are hearing, but you've heard different things. Oh, yes. You can entitle the message yourself. You know what it means. Yes. Yes. Don't harden your heart. Today, you hear, so as in the day of rebellion, and their, cor- their corpses fell in the wilderness. Let me just finish these four things about them. So number one, the same rebellion. Okay, rebellion, then sinned. Then number, uh, can you put it on the screen again, please? Who sinned? Uh, verse 18, we are getting to verse 19. We are going very fast in this verse. I told you. Uh, and who, to, to whom did he swear that they would not enter his rest? But those who did not obey, so did not obey. So rebellion, sinned, did not obey, it's the same. He's telling about their, their characteristics. Did not obey. And so because they didn't obey, he said, if he swore, he said, you will, never, you, will ne- you will not enter my rest. So, eh, what does it mean by you will not enter? That means they were actually designed to enter rest. Yeah. But they disqualified themselves. I I was going to show you what, in their terms, what the rest was. It was the Canaan land was the physical rest. Deuteronomy chapter 12, verse 9 and 10. Canaan land was the physical rest. Okay. In Joshua chapter 21, verse 44, Canaan land was the physical rest. And um, in 1 Samuel, 1 Samuel chapter 8, verse 56, the physical rest was. So I don't have to go back next week on this physical rest. It's the Canaan land. All right, that's, that's Canaan. It's point, pointing to something. But to us, you know we are in, a, in rest. There are three types of rest. The Bible said, and God rested. That, uh, when God finished creating man, why did he rest? Because he's now found man. So he said, I can rest. Not that he was tired. But that's what he was looking for. He rested. And then the rest didn't work. And so Jesus came to bring us into rest. The church is another form of rest. So there are three types of rest. Uh, the Sabbath rest of God, the church, and then the final rest, which is the glory entering the new Jerusalem, is the final rest. So I'll explain all this when we get next week. But let me finish this rest. But those who did not obey, so did not. The last one, verse 19. That, it ends on verse 19 for your information, okay? Are you not happy we have finally finished chapter 3? Ah, but next week we'll go there because there are still some things I haven't done. So... <laughs> So we see that they could not enter because of what? Unbelief. Rebellion. Uh-huh. So rebel, sinned. Did, no, 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 no. Did not believe. Did, did not obey. Disobedience. So did, I said this, did not obey. Okay, but it's the same as disobedience. So let's go. Let's use what, what I use. Don't. don't. <laughs> Number one, rebel. Not rebellion, actually. Rebelled. Okay. They rebelled. What did they do? They re- no. What did they do? They rebelled. What did they do? Sinned. What did they do? They did not, need, uh, did not obey. And then what happened? Uh, because of the unbelief. 
those, those, those. So the rebellion, that's the focus on the next exposition of. And then the next one, which I'll show you later, when you pull out, is now going to talk about the perseverance from that same text, Psalm 95. Why they should push, keep pushing. And then we're going to talk about the rest. The, hey, so Hebrews chapter, 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 it says that, therefore there remaineth rest, a rest for us. Hebrews chapter 4. Rest is waiting for you. <laughs> because they did not enter his rest, but we have come into. And all this comes under Moses. So they haven't finished talking about Moses, but it just, it's like sandwiches, the whole the story of these guys compares it to us because everything he's saying must be related to us and warn us. So we have to be careful. Then afterwards, when we started somewhere after chapter 4, chapter 5, we then go into um, high priesthood office, Melchizedek. Jesus as high priest, in what way is he better? And then Jesus as the sacrifice, the blood of Jesus, the, uh, Jesus as uh, um, the one who enters the inner heaven. Amazing. Did you receive something? Yeah. Shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you for listening. To hear more from David Entry, follow him on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Why don't you subscribe to our YouTube channel at Caris Church and subscribe to our podcast so you are always up to date. Be blessed.